0: I'm Disha Philyaw, and I'm the author of The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, a collection of nine stories about Black women, sex, and the Black church. My name is Jerry Crabb.
1: I'm the author and the illustrator of the graphic novels New Kid and Class Act.
0: My name is Anne Winter, and I am an author of children's books. I live in Austin, Texas.
1: Hi everyone. Um, thank you, Gary, so much for having me on. This is a huge pleasure. My name is Andre Fenton. I'm a young adult, author, and poet, spoken word artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia.
0: Hi, Gary. Thank you so much. Um, I am Andrea Wang. I write books for kids, and most recently,
1: uh, my picture book, Watercress, and my debut middle grade novel, The mini
0: It's personal. Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. I'm super excited for my guest today, super excited. Um, I haven't had many people from home um, on the podcast, and that is definitely a fault of my own. I think hopefully this is a trend in the right direction. Um, I'm super excited for my guest today. Can you uh, introduce yourself?
1: Hi everyone, Um, thank you Gary so much for having me on. This is a huge pleasure. My name is Andre Fenton. I'm a young adult, author and poet, spoken word artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And uh, today it's uh, it's lots of snow here today. And I guess I'm just super, super glad to, you know, be on Zoom and to be talking to another person.
0: (laughs) I feel you, I feel you. And I think I wanna start right there, like being from Halifax, being from Nova Scotia, um, you know just as well as I do and, and many others who look like us out there. But what was it like growing up in Nova Scotia? I guess
1: growing up in Nova Scotia, uh for me, I, I often when I was always a shy person. There was everyone to really speak up or could ever imagine myself getting on stage, performing poetry or doing readings. So I guess for me, the last couple of years really put things in perspective in some way. Every time I, I talk to classes, I really tell them about my upbringing and how I was kind of a big book bookworm growing up, but oftentimes the uh, I didn't really have access to books that reminded uh, me of myself or other people around me, and knowing I always wanted to be a writer, um, I would spend... I would spend weekends writing in journals, really outrageous stories, either about aliens invading Halifax, scripts for stop motion animations I wanted to make, and so on. I just wanted to express some creativity starring uh, some characters that looked like myself and, and those around me. Well, one thing I totally did not realize is when I got to grade twelve, I discovered the art of spoken word poetry. When I would I took uh, African Canadian literature studies for my grade twelve English, and once we got to a poetry unit, you know, we weren't reading poetry from books. I remember my teacher, uh, Mr. Adams, brought in a TV and a DVD player, and we watched the first few seasons of the show called Def Jam Poetry. And uh, I remember that spoke to me in such a way where I was like. Yo, I gotta try this. And then I started um hanging out at this hip-hop studio with some rappers who were all way cooler than me until one day um Al Jones came to the uh studio and she was telling me about a poetry slam. She's like, yo, you gotta check out this poetry slam tonight. I had no idea what it was, so I went to Dartmouth High School, checked out this poetry slam. Turns out I came third place at the first ever um when I performed, which I thought was pretty cool, but it turned out it was finals night for the Halifax Poetry Collective and the top five poets that placed were going to represent Halifax and Nationals in Montreal. So I kind of fell in to spoken word um, by accident, but I'm super grateful for doing so because I was just some kid from the north end of Halifax who really got to travel the country. I got to go to Nationals about, um, I think I've been to Nationals around seven times and I, I got to see places from uh, Montreal, um, on Ontario, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, I got to go, you know, everywhere. And, um, but for me, I always felt home is, was Nova Scotia. And once I got back from my most recent national events, I knew I wanted to jump back into my main passion of writing young adult fiction. And that's where my first book came about called Worthy of Love, which um, I have a copy of it right here. first book, Worthy of Love, which is about um, a young man struggling with an eating disorder. And I thought that was a really important story to write because it really dives into the idea of masculinity through the lens of a young Black man. And I don't think we get to see too many stories like that where we're allowed to be vulnerable. And with my background of spoken word poetry, I was able to you know kind of approach writing this project from... I felt a very versatile. Lens. One thing i really stressed to my students when, um, when I'm facilitating is, if you have a foundation of poetry, everything else seems so much easier because poetry is so hard. <laughs> and um, so I really stress that the students, if you want to, you know, write fiction, why not jump into poetry first? It's a really beautiful art form. It really improves your craft, your writing style, and it gives you kind of a very really unique voice. So I wrote my first book. Worthy of Love, which came out in 2018. And, um, I didn't realize how important a book like that would be. I started doing tours around the local, um, school circuit here, and I didn't realize how important it would be to kind of have, have a book like that for young people to read. I think one part, I think one instance that really impacted me is when there was, um, a student out of high school that was reading this book and he said finally I feel like I have a book that was written for wow. someone like me and wow. um, that made me really kind of put things into perspective how important it is to make
0: this type of representation. Wow you have such a cool journey. Uh, I just want to applaud you for a second and just uh, thank you so much honestly, honestly um, If if for just a little a very small background story like I met Andre online through Um, a friend, I think Shantae Grant recommends you um, in regards to just another person that looked like me that was going through the process of writing, has already written, has already published, has started with poetry. Um, You are very much a lot further than I am on my journey, but we have such similar um, beginnings, um, very beginnings. I didn't do the slam poetry thing um, at all, but being introduced to poetry and how amazing of a foundation that is um, for individuals that want to get into writing or creative writing. Um, And I feel that way very deeply about elementary kids as well as an elementary teacher. Um, So I'm so glad that you said that. Um, I hope those of you that are looking into writing have children in front of you um, that say they aren't writers. um, Really take that to heart because I 100% agree with you. Poetry is freedom. it's grace, it's love, it's all those things. And it's gentle. Like you can make all the mistakes in the world. And they're not even mistakes. They're just the, the way that you want to interpret things. Um, so I really love that you you mentioned that poetry can be the gateway to to loving um, your journey in writing. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it. No, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I, and I, again, I, I told you before, I have so many questions for you, but I'm not going to keep you like, too long. Um, we talk about your schooling a little bit. Um, what did your household look like? Um, what were some of your day-to-day things um, in Nova Scotia as a kid growing up? Um, for me it was basketball. It was like hanging out outside. Like we were never allowed in the house just based on our adults around us and um, we would have family dinners etc. What does it look like for you?
1: I guess for me, I was that weird kid that would watch the same scene of a movie a hundred times trying to figure out why I liked it so much. And, um, you know, I guess kind of growing up, um, I was really into sports as well. I was into baseball, Um, but I, I was always such a, I was always such a movie kid, a video game type of person. I just love the interactiveness and just kind of the storytelling mediums within it and always kind of attracted me in some way, you know, one of my big goals is to one day hopefully write a video game that would be super cool. (laughs) I would love that. But, um, you know, I, I, I remember I just kind of growing up, I, I remember always wanting to work on stop motion animation. I would um have my like, <laughs> I would like always write scripts for like these like stop motion, utter transformers, <laughs> short films I wanted to make. But funny enough, I ended up going to film school when I was 18. And um, I took the screen arts program at the Nova Scotia Community College. And um. I guess for me it was really it, it was such a fascinating time because it really taught me there is no kind of linear way to becoming a to becoming a writer. I was a film student, I was a slam poet, but I ended up writing novels and it was kind of taking the best of like both worlds, either looking at the structure of stories um that you learn within film school, of taking kind of like the poetic, the fluidness of but I learned from poetry and kind of combining them in a way where I I got to be kind of my most authentic self and um you know um I really I I really enjoyed my time being a film student as stressful as it was and um kind of cuz there'll be some days when you are oh sorry can you hear no me?
0: i of course yeah i was just saying i'm agreeing with you stressful very stressful oh, <laughs> My bad,
1: I thought there was a connection. But yeah, you know, I'm just really grateful for that time in film school, because I think at the end of the day, it, it just really taught me a lot about problem solving. And kind of the way I look at writing these days is... Is through a lens of uh is through a lens of uh, problem solving. I, I kind of feel like every chapter you write is kind of a short story on its own, and you kind of have these puzzle pieces of whatever meaning you're trying to create, and it all kind of decides how you how you want to do it. So to me, one of the most fascinating thing about storytelling is is really looking at it through the lens of um, solving a puzzle, and uh, is made it such a such a more thrilling kind of. Um, expressive art for me
0: i agree i agree to all of that and i think it's so important that we share that as much as possible like i'm in a workshop right now for writing and we look yesterday we looked at three different types of like storytelling and we use that to help us be a little bit more creative in our journey in writing so there was a spoken word piece there was a personal essay and then there was a, a performance on tiny desks and all of those were so powerful but so different. And I think it's so important that we continue to um, explain and share with um, adults and kids who are on that journey um, and how storytelling can be so powerful. And it can be done in so many different ways as well. Andre, you are so versatile. Like you have done so many things, which is so cool, which is really, really cool. Um, I want to ask, like, what do you do I know it's we are in a time right now that it's a little bit stagnant in regards to travel and certain stimulations etc but what do you do for fun outside of writing what are some of the things you do for fun for fun i am um,
1: I, I i always hope oh, you froze there sorry <laughs> oh wait i can see you again i can see you again. Sir. i think for fun um i i do have a lot of friends i just love spending time with i kind of made a promise to myself Um, this past year Because I was always, for a long time, I was always very much focused on just kind of what am I going to do for my next project? What's going to be this next piece of art I make? But I really just made it a point to just kind of focus on being present and just hanging out with folks that I really care about. Either, you know, going to like grab a bite to eat or just kind of like hanging out at a cafe, drinking a bunch of coffee, talking about things we watch on TV. But of course, now things are a little wild. So I have been spending a lot more time on Netflix and Disney Plus. But, um, you know, I think um, I'm going through this this phase where I'm just trying to be more present around folks around me, because I'm one of those people that I get so involved in my work that I just kind of low-key go off the grid for a bit. And it's not always the best thing for you, I find. It's like, you really just need to talk to other people sometimes. And and now I, I just feel really good that I have a lot of amazing friends and people I am so happy to call my chosen family. And, um, you know, it's just such a, um, just such a really kind of like fantastic kind of relation building exercise just to, you know, try to be more present and not focus Mm -hmm. so much on the work and finishing up my third book. Now I am very drained, (laughs) but I very much am very proud of the work I I've created thus far, but I am taking I don't want to say a very long break but i am just taking i'm going to wait for my next book to
0: come to me is what is what i'm saying you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's so important as well and i think it is as a creative person creative mind in general we know that it takes time to produce things that we love right oftentimes we have to be reminded that if we don't spend time with the things that we want to produce it's not going to be our best work so i think that's just so important that you are accepting that you need to take a break that you want to take a break that you deserve a break um Mm -hmm. because um not just us but kids and other adults need to hear that um as Mm -hmm. well so i'm just again i'm super proud of you i'm super excited to read it um i am honestly just again excited for your whole journey um what movies are you watching on netflix right now
1: um i i watched um What am I watching? I can't even remember. Um, I did just watch Eternals, um, yesterday or the day before yesterday. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Hawkeye series. I'm so excited for Miss Marvel when that comes out. I think that's going to be amazing. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse. That Miles Morales story is everything, and I see the sequels coming. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I. I I just hope it's going to be amazing. You know, sometimes sequels are really hard, but I really have, um, I really think it's going to, they're going to knock it out the park here. Um, some of my other favorite movies are, um, Love, Simon. That was a very fantastic film. I really enjoyed that a lot. I actually rewatched, um, The Fault in Our Stars recently, which, oh my gosh, I forgot how sad that is, but it is such a beautiful film. and. Looking for Alaska is a really good series as
0: well. Wow. I'm I'm so happy to hear that. I think mainly because both my wife and I love Netflix as well. Um, She's more of a, like, movie shows person than I am. Um, But I don't mind sitting with a lot of the good ones. Um, And the ones that are, like, talked about a lot. I think I'm such an old-school person where I will sit and watch, like, training day, like, all day. Or I'll watch, like menace to society or like boys in the hood like i watch all those older movies like a thousand Mm -hmm. times and sometimes i don't even know if i'm actually watching them i just like to hear hear them in the background Mm -hmm. um but i like to hear about new movies because they always just give you a different perspective on things and you get to look in at just not the the content in itself but how movies and creative storytelling um takes place as well so um thank you for sharing those I got a list right now, so this is perfect. <laughs> I'll send you know, an email. Yeah, no, thank you. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Andre, the last question I have for you um, is for individuals who want to become writers, um, want to be storytellers. Just to never be afraid to be unapologetically, authentically you.
1: A lot of the times with black YA fiction, there's um, everyone talks about the the black experience, but I really have to stress to tell your black experience because it looks different for all of us in some ways, you know, and um, I think um, definitely. uh, I, I can never like going back to the beginning, I I can never stress taking the routes of, you know, trying to expand and be versatile in whatever direction you want to go. Like don't be afraid to try new things like poetry or writing some scripts because regardless of what you do, it's all gonna come back to you. And if you decide to write like a book or a novel, all of this experience will, will help you. But one thing, you know, I just just like there's just so many great stories that we can tell in just this small little province, you know, and there's so many different walks of life and there's so many different experiences and each one of them are beautiful in their own right and deserve to um, be seen and, and read and, um, you know, um, when, when folks talk about, like, the Black experience, you um, We all have a different Black experience and and I want to hear about them all. Um, You know, don't be afraid to be a little different. Don't be afraid to like, just tell a story that is unapologetically, authentically you. I know with my books, I have a lot of really funny kind of awkward moments, which I love because I was always kind of the awkward guy growing up. But I really kind of just jumped into that and really just feel really proud of that, that being me, you know, um, I'm not worried about being seen a certain way. I'm just kind of just telling stories from my heart that I hope fall into the right hands of those who need to read them. And um, yeah, so there's no right or wrong way to to do this. And I think, um, I think um, just, just don't lose yourself
0: along the way, you know? I love that. Just be true to yourself. I love that so much. Um... I couldn't have said that any better honestly that's such great advice and not just for anyone that's inspiring to be a writer or on that journey but for myself who was very early on that journey as well so i thank you for that um lastly i want you to just talk about your new book um yeah yeah just give us a very you can give us whatever you want you can tell as much as little as you want um what is it about um the concept around it
1: yeah, for sure. I um I'll just I'll just give a quick kind of show to my second book here. My second book is Annika, which is a young adult um, African Nova Scotian fantasy novel that takes place in Yarmouth, which is about a young woman named Annika who returns to her hometown and reconnects with her childhood imaginary friends after she's been away for 10 years. And kind of the beauty in the story is that her imaginary friend grew up while she was away. And it's about them kind of reconnecting and rebuilding their relationship. And it felt really interesting to write uh, an African Nova Scotian fantasy novel because you didn't really hear that (laughs) too often. So for me, it was a very very kind of beautiful experience to write. And um, I'm so proud of that one. I love it a lot. And, um, but I currently just finished my my latest novel called The Summer Between Us, which is um, a follow-up to my first novel, Worthy of Love. It's the same characters. It takes place two years later. It's a very unapologetically punk rock. Um, it's a very unapologetically punk rock Um African Nova Scotian novel about a group of racialized teenagers navigating the summer between high school and university and learning some really harsh truths, realizing maybe the world wasn't built for people like them, but they're going to take up space regardless. And um, definitely being able to write a follow-up to my first novel was um, such a such an amazing experience because you really fall in love with the characters along the way of writing these books. And like I was saying earlier about kind of Into the Spider-Verse too, writing a sequel is very hard. You never know if you're going in the right direction, but I feel really confident with this one because at some point along the writing process, I stopped writing this as a sequel and I started writing this as a love letter to the characters that um, I've been writing for about 10 years now. And this is like such a A beautiful kind of send off for them (laughs) and goodbyes are hard even for the authors but one thing I learned is that once you finish a book it's um it comes with a very lonely feeling sometimes but it's such a beautiful grief to have because you get to say goodbye to these characters you spent years writing about and just so someone else can open up that book and say hello to them you know and um, I'm very grateful for that experience. And The Summer Between Us comes out April 8th, 2022,
0: very soon. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it, I think for me, it gives me goosebumps, honestly, just hearing another author talk about the books that they've written. Not not any author can do this, because specifically for you, when you use the words like African Nova Scotian, Black Nova Scotia, like these are the characters, in like this is true representation for me. Um, You know, just as much as I do, what we see loads of when we go into bookstores, there's tons of black experiences from America. Like there's just tons of them, which is amazing because we can connect to those as well. Um, Specifically for Canada, I think there is a, personally, and I think this is, maybe I haven't done the amount of research that I need to, um, but in regards to YA and middle grade and picture books, like. I don't think we see enough of those in our own stores, in our own Mm -hmm. books, in our bookshelves, in our own libraries, Um, because I've been into some schools um, back home. I grew up in those schools um, and I don't think we have enough of them. So I would love that schools can, I don't, I don't want to say continue because I don't think they are for the most part, but I want them to, to somehow feed those books that you are creating and those other authors from Canada as much as possible for our kids because it's so so important um it's not just the content it's the author as well if they see an author from the north end of halifax <laughs> that looks like them yeah i think it could be extremely powerful um so i just again i appreciate your words and um, i appreciate you spending time with me today
1: uh thank you thank you for having me here today gary this is so appreciated and such an honor to chat with you
0: no yeah, it was awesome um i want to stop recording.